0: You, piece of yeah, chink? You, yeah, fucking chink? you fucking chink! You fucking chink! You fucking chink! You a chink! Get the fuck out of you chink! The fuck out of here! Fuck out. I'm on the sidewalk. I'm on the sidewalk. On the sidewalk. You, chink? you chink! You some fucking chink! The fuck out of you, chink! The fuck out of you, fucking chink! Stay away from the No, no, I do no, I, I, I listen. As long as I'm on the sidewalk, I'm good. All right, all right, all right. We're the fucking chink right here. We're the fucking chink. You know where my fucking lawyer is. You know where my, you. my fuck up. Yeah, suck, yeah, 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 yeah. suck my dick. Suck my dick. Yeah, yeah. Suck my dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Suck my dick. Yeah, 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 yeah. Suck yeah, yeah, yeah. my dick. Th- okay. Suck my dick. You can dick. Suck the dick. How about that? that? Suck my dick. Yeah, yeah. You suck my no, dick. Black people can't be racist. The fuck out of Suck my dick. You fucking chink. I said it. You chink. I said it.
1: So I had wanted to do this show for a while, but the video that I just showed you is actually what finally motivated me to go ahead and do it. But as I'd said in my video about what is racism, um, I pointed out that the only effect that has come about because of telling people of color, specifically black people, that they can't be racist is that they go out of their way to be racist. And the whole time they don't even, like, they have this like get out of jail free card, essentially to go ahead and be as racist as they want to be. In that case, saying things over and over again, racial slurs in this instance, I ask you to imagine what it would be like if the roles were reversed and say that was a white person calling a black cop the N-word over and over and over again. You know, but again, don't forget, according to them, black people can't be racist no matter what they're doing. You know, no matter whether or not they're asking for a genocide, it it doesn't matter. Um, Again, I did a different video about that topic and I would urge you to listen to it if you haven't already, because I present some very solid arguments about why that whole concept is horseshit. Anyway, so of course, um, with the current upsurge in black on Asian crime that has been taking place, the critical race theory types had to figure out some way to blame that on white people. White supremacy causes black citizens to commit anti-Asian hate crimes, Colorado professor claims. The educational watchdog campus reform spotlighted the commentary of Jennifer Ho, which preceded President Biden's newly signed legislation aimed at combating hate crimes against Asian Americans. Anti-Asian racism has the same source as anti-black racism, white supremacy. So even when it's one race hating another race and neither of those races is white, supposedly it's still white supremacy. Miss Ho wrote for the conversation, So, when a black person attacks an Asian person, the encounter is fueled perhaps by racism, but very specifically by white supremacy. White supremacy does not require a white person to perpetuate it. So, in other words, all racism is white supremacy. Does that sound like, you know, not exactly what they meant? Well, there's another article where that's exactly the headline. White supremacy is the root of all race-related violence in the U.S., according to this article. Amid the disturbing rise in attacks on Asian Americans since March 2020 is a troubling category of these assaults. Black people are also attacking Asian Americans. I'm actually going to be revealing the real statistics about this later, but um, she also goes on to lie and say that white people are the main perpetrators of anti-Asian racism. But in February 2021, a black person pushed an elderly Asian man to the ground in San Francisco. The man later died from his injuries. In another video from New York City on March 29, 2021, a black person pushes and beats an Asian American woman on the sidewalk in the front of the doorway. You know, we can get into this later because I actually have all of the statistics that show that this is just nonsense. The notion, you know, because once again, they've got to do damage control for their narrative. You know, white people are the main, perpetrator, main perpetrators of anti Asian racism. Statistically, completely untrue. And I'll get into that later in the video.
2: Sorry, I can't just
3: yell. <laughs> I came this, to this country five years ago when I was 15, alone, to a boarding school in Pennsylvania. And what I heard all this. If you don't speak English go home. If you don't speak English good enough go home I don't date Asians and I and I'd like to have sex with a girl from all the continents that's why I want to date you and I while I was walking down streets from like from my high school to Walgreens I was walking with three of my uh, friends from both China and Taiwan and suddenly a when we were walking, the the like the lights, the green light was on. And uh, when we were crossing the crosswalk, there is a car just rush, like rushed through us, driven by an African-American shouting that, go, go back to your home. Like, go back from where you are from, something like that. I don't remember exactly. And then a, a car, a, a white lady just Park right by us and say are you okay are you heard of anyway we're not hurt. it's just shocked and scared of our safety and this white lady uh, kindly asked can i uh, ca- can i call the police can i do anything for you we're like it's okay thank you very much for your care the point i'm making here is that we should not distinguish people by their race or or gender or anything black people can be racist white people, sorry. Oh no. Okay. I'll I, um, I, I will I just mean that we have to look people individually. There, there are there are people sorry, maybe I don't articulate myself good enough. There are good people and there are people who are not that embracing to other cultures who may be who may not live up to standards of a, of proper behaviors, but we have to look through hearts. We have to look into this person see what she or he really is. Look from the heart, the action, not the race.
1: Well, I imagine that's not what they were hoping for. Um, suffice it to say, when you could just look and see the tension that builds up in that group of students when suddenly somebody is suggesting that there might be other people of color who also get in some way victimized by racism. And in this instance, victimized by a person of color, or more specifically, a black person. And the reaction that she got from the students was very negative, as you can see. Initially, they were kind of like just walking up to her and you know, telling her she wasn't going to be allowed to talk. And one of them asked about how it was relevant. I guess what that was about was they were suggesting that um, they wanted to have a space for only people of color on the campus, and of course they repeated the bullshit prejudice plus power for racism nonsense. Um, if you guys want to hear more about my arguments about that, I have a whole series that I'm going to be doing, and I started it already with racism, but it's called Taking Words Back. In any case, you know it wasn't good for their narrative to have you know an immigrant. Basically describing all of the same kinds of, uh, you know, experiences that are supposedly attributed to the racist treatment that immigrants get, um, but you know it didn't fit the narrative because in this case she exposed that people of color and black people in particular can also engage in this kind of bullshit, and it's equally wrong when they do it. Nobody wanted to hear that. Now we're going to move on to a video of Jada Pinkett Smith uh, hosting a panel on this topic and there's some interesting things that get revealed specifically about the nature of black versus asian racism and really what it amounts to is the same cause that you always see for racism which is that people in poverty stricken areas fighting over resources and placement and a xenophobic sense that you know this other group of people is coming in and opening businesses in our community and preventing us from opening those businesses You know, it just comes back to the same kinds of rhetoric that is always at the core of these issues. And that's why when I taught my kids about racism, I actually had them watch a film called Gangs in New York, um, which starred Leonardo DiCaprio and Daniel Day-Lewis. There's really no people of color in that film, yet there's plenty of racism. Because at the time, it was discussing the time period when the Irish were fleeing the potato famine and coming off the boats, and they were the Mexicans that were coming to steal everybody's jobs. But The people of color, particularly the black activists right now, are very jealous in their guardianship of their place as the most oppressed people. And you can't dare ever suggest that anybody else might have ever gone through any of that. And it's always only centrally a white issue. Um, And it's just not true. Historically, it's not true.
4: Here's the hard truth, there's real animosity between Blacks and Asians, and that is rarely talked about. Brazen attacks against Asian-Americans.
0: The man walked up and started hitting her in the face. We want to
1: warn you, the videos are graphic.
4: The recent surge of hate crimes against Asian-Americans. I've seen my grandma get yelled at. You're Asian, so you're a virus. Has illuminated a painful divide between the Black and Asian-American communities seeing my
1: skin as dirty.
0: Asian people just want to hang out with Asian people only.
1: Anti-blackness
5: is rooted in our culture. It's very subtle, but is very deeply rooted.
4: Reports of blacks attacking Asians have fed the tension that goes back decades. In 1991, a black 15-year-old named Latasha Harlins was shot and killed by a Korean grocer during an argument over a bottle of orange juice. The store owner was convicted of voluntary manslaughter. But got no jail time. When justice wasn't served, outrage exploded, fueling the LA riots. The recent increase in social injustices has called for a racial reckoning for Black and Asian Americans.
2: I guess what I need to understand is, where does
6: their animosity for us come from? Because that's what it feels like. It feels like that they have come into our communities, taken over our stores, taken over the hair and nail industry. Industry. And really blocked us from being able to thrive in that industry. Mm -hmm. Because we're coming into those stores. You know, we're getting our hair and nails done. And what are they giving back to the community right and when we come into those environments and
2: patronize their businesses we're not even treated with respect and kindness yeah i've had some very (laughs) volatile and um
6: passionate discussions with family members and friends. And most of my friends feel like, I don't care. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't care. I don't have the bandwidth or the interest because they don't care about us. Right. And they don't treat us with respect. So I don't care about anything that they're talking about. Yeah. I'm worried about what's happening with my people. You know, because we, you know, we have our own struggle. Yeah. And that's the majority. That is the majority. You're right. So it's very difficult for there to be any any real concern I don't even feel like they want our help right now I may hear something different from the scholars right right but from right. the average person right do they care right are they interested That's in a, a relationship with me I just had an experience in the airport where I'm standing in line waiting for coffee and I had a whole conversation going up. white man my age mm-hmm. came behind me, stood in line. We started having a conversation. A young couple in front of me, white, had a conversation. I've never had an Asian person come up to me that I didn't know to start a conversation, mm-hmm. to speak to me, to give me eye contact in any way. I feel like that's also a cultural thing mm-hmm. as well, Gam. It is cultural, but when I go on vacation and I go to a foreign country, I make it my business to try to be conscious of the culture there Mm -hmm. so that I can act accordingly. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. So I think that we're owed some of that when you come to our country and you start businesses. Mm -hmm. That's just even good business practice to treat your patrons with respect
2: and and (laughs) care. Like, that's just common sense. Right. Right? Yep. But we don't feel like we we get that. And I also recognize that it's a very
6: limited exposure that we have with the community. They're so separate. That's the only interaction that we really have. And the cultures are so
2: drastically different.
6: different. Yeah. That's what I've come to understand. But I hear you
4: i think there's a lot of misunderstandings culturally yeah the biggest misconception is that asian is just asian you know yeah, it's like vietnamese mm, chinese japanese Korea, korean Korea. filipino like you just throw them all in one
2: but they're all so different so different yeah, just but, various cultures right not, so, it's. it's still- difficult to distinguish one from the other sometimes too not well, if you pay attention but at the end of the day what we can allow is hate
6: of any, any kind, kind to survive to exist i hear this conversation endlessly they didn't do that, so why should I have to do this? And they didn't do that, so I did this. And it's really hard, because we do feel hurt. And yeah. we do and, and we, we are... feel
4: neglected, exactly. and we feel overlooked, and we feel not seen. I get all of that, and that's what makes it so difficult, difficult. because I understand. Yeah. Yeah. But I also know there's nothing in the world that makes a woman 65 years old in New York City from the philippines getting beat up by a man and nobody helps that makes no sense
2: whatsoever hate is hate and here's the thing The so-called negative thing that
7: any particular group does is seen as representative of that group. Black people have a right to feel hurt and injured by the fact that everywhere in this world to be darker is to be dehumanized. And there's no question about that, which means that we should be especially careful not to
2: reproduce that same hurt to other groups. When that tension starts to, to, to brew,
5: no one, our communities aren't the ones that are benefiting from it. Not at all. Right.
7: For black people to be demonizing Asian brothers and sisters with the Wuhan flu, the Chinese flu, who wins? White supremacists. So it pits us against each other.
2: Right. And that exact idea
6: of pitting minorities against each other is the most perfect uh, path towards domination.
7: Oh, yeah. I mean white supremacy is what we're not talking about individual white brothers and sisters we 're talking about the conscious or unconscious belief in the inherent inferiority of some and the superiority of others
4: and I think that's the thing. I think there's a lot of people in our community specifically who don't recognize the white supremacy construct yeah. that and we're falling into you know that's the thing, like how you just broke that down right how right. you've been breaking it down it's like. Yeah. I didn't really have the words, words. You, know no, I I, I mean, just, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm just,
7: I'm at the red table, I got to bring my A-game, you know understand what I'm, I'm saying? Like,
4: that's exactly it.
7: But it's got power. But it that's what's ruining money. and ruling us.
5: And it also is stoking fear yeah. amongst people yes. whose livelihood and lives and the way they've always known things feels threatened. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's right. the thing about this period right now. And white people are starting to recognize, wow, I, I really had no idea.
7: What's interesting, though, the ingenuity of white supremacy is it don't matter who's in control as long as the system is operating. Right.
2: Mm-hmm. So you could have
7: a black head of Department of Housing under the Trump administration Ooh. and you still going to have white supremacist ideology being pumped through that black mouth and body. Mm-hmm. The ingenuity of white supremacy is it doesn't demand
2: a white body to Ooh. be efficacious and effective. Ooh, that's a very important point. Lisa, have you personally felt the surge of animosity that is happening?
5: I have been teased and been on the receiving end of the aggressions my whole life. But over the last year, the level of vitriol and just the hatred mm-hmm. that is expressed has been really unnerving. I mean, even people wishing harm mm. on my own children because mm. we brought the coronavirus to this mm-hmm. country. So absolutely. But It kills me that Mm -hmm. so many of our Asian elders and mothers and children are being attacked
4: so senselessly for no
5: reason. Mm -hmm.
4: At this table, we always want to hear from you. So check this out. Recently, a Stop Asian Hate post on our Red Table Talk Instagram and Facebook page confirmed this deep divide. We received so many comments and responses like these that relayed frustration,
0: anger, and pain. I'm supposed to care about stop Asian hate. I'm supposed to care about what's happening to Asian people. They're rude. They're disrespectful. And they're racist, if you ask me. Rushing us out their stores, following us around, watching us every move like we're going to rob the whole store. But they don't mind taking them Black dollars. And they didn't mind opening up these businesses in our neighborhoods. They have never helped me and mine do anything. So why would I jump on some stop Asian hate bandwagon? That was the majority.
4: Mm -hmm. And it was so deep that there were lots of posts that Mm -hmm. had to be pulled. That's how offensive they were. How would you address that? You know, I think it's
5: really easy to say things like, well, this black person did something to me in this nail salon, or this mm-hmm. Asian person right. disrespected mm-hmm. me. Those are individual experiences, exactly. and right. that can't categorize the
2: whole stereotype. The,
5: the, 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 stereotype. That's not the totality. They are so diverse. I mean, there are over 20 different Asian cultures mm-hmm. living in this country with different languages, different traditions, right. and frankly, Not only do I know very little about being Thai or Laotian or Cambodian or Vietnamese, I don't even know the first thing about being Chinese because Mm. I'm not from China, I'm from America.
7: And this sister, bless her heart, I don't doubt her heart. I don't doubt the fact that this is her experience. I don't want to diss black people who have been mistreated. I'm not saying there are no rude Asian people in stores that have done exactly what this woman said. Mm -hmm. But here's the question. I would say this to black people. When we say this and God bless this woman, Right, white folk been saying that forever about us. Yep. You know, I don't mind, but these black people, they're just rude. They're loud. You, you, you can't get them to work on time. They never come prepared. They always got
2: excuses. On and on and on. Is that a large enough sample size for you
7: to determine this is the fundamental characteristic of Asian brothers and sisters? Or if we're going to get real ugly about it, how many black people have stolen from them mm-hmm. that their attitudes oh. have been misshapen mm-hmm. by the behavior of certain of a, black people? Of a few. And you're gonna go, wait a minute, most black people ain't ripping you off. Most black right. people, right? So I would, I would ask them, yeah. I understand your pain, but don't draw conclusions based on your limited sample size, because white folk have been doing that it's forever. Just, just and Jim Crow is based on that. Right, white yeah. supremacy is based on that. You don't want all
2: black people being judged by your knucklehead cousin. Right. Goddy. This is what I'm saying to you. Why the rage,
7: bruh? You, you, you're doing well, but you're a mean, mad white man.
4: Michael, let me ask you a question. What do we say to black people in the community who feel threatened and feel as though that the presence of Asians of in our community are stealing Absolutely. their livelihood.
7: Why be mad at the Asian brothers and sisters who came here looking for an opportunity? Don't hate the player, right. hate, hate the, the game. game. Why do Asian people have those nail shops? Where could they get them? In the black community. Be mad at white supremacists who deny black people access to the loans right. to be yeah. able to own the shops in their own community. And the game at this point is black people can't get loans. The reason Asian right. brothers and sisters are on those shops because they were they able to get loans. loans right?
4: This is the thing, because so, I want to make this really clear. You right. are basically saying that it's the construct of white supremacy that yes. makes it possible that Asians can get those loans mm-hmm. before we can
1: yes come teach for me because you just broke it down, <laughs> right. you that's, broke it down i just better want than to
4: me. make sure that it's clear that's
1: that... exactly right, right. The... so i want to take a moment and discuss these loans that mr dyson is referring to that allegedly asian people can get that um, black people can't get um it's interesting first of all to note that there's a huge contradiction in his claim which is that he says that the reason why black people can't get loans is because the banks are run by white supremacists but in the same breath says that asian people are getting these loans Most white supremacists I've spoken to are not any more fond of Asians moving into this country and starting businesses than they are of anybody else. They're generally xenophobic and want everything for white people. So it just doesn't make any sense. You know, he's not really, I mean, you know, but to just kind of put a stamp on it, according to, you know, um, the Minority Business Development Agency, immigrant businesses start with more capital than others do. The most common source of startup capital for immigrant-owned businesses is personal or family savings, with roughly two thirds of businesses reporting this source of, as starting capital. So the reality is, they you know basically the Asian culture generally is very frugal with their money, very careful, very hardworking, and that's the reason why they have more initial capital, you know, than other people. And that's not uncommon, and it's also not exclusive to Asians. There are people from many cultures that come over here um, as immigrants who don't seem to encounter all of these issues of white supremacy holding them back.
7: I'm not saying they haven't done everything you said. But having said that, are you judging an entire race of people? Yes. Hmong, Vietnamese, Chinese and Korean? Based upon your interaction with some Asian folks who treated you like crap that kind of thing is what we've been fighting against that's what martin luther king ella baker and joanne robinson have been fighting against all of our lives we got to do better black people attacking asian people in the street now here's here's the use of white supremacy Mm. the disproportionate number of people who are attacking asian people are not black but it serves
1: the narrative that see these criminalized black people who are out of control at this point mr dyson is simply lying um but Or maybe he's just ignorant of it, or maybe he's just engaged in confirmation bias. But unfortunately, the statistics don't actually bear out what he's saying. Um, In this article here, uh, entitled Race and False Crime Narratives, written by Heather MacDonald, published uh, in the Manhattan Institute, the article gave details and dates and um, links to a great deal of Black-on-Asian hate crimes that took place nationwide. And basically she gets down to this point. In fact, the suspects in all of those cases were black. The news reports rarely mention that detail. Had the suspects been white, their race would have led each news report. A former member of the Oakland Police Department's robbery undercover suppression team tells me that this racial pattern of attack and its lack of coverage is long-standing. No one cares about Asian robbery victims, he says. We used to follow around elderly Asians waiting for the bad guys to start circling. This has been one of my long-term frustrations. They are pretending to care now, but ironically blaming it on white supremacy, even though the suspects in Asian robbery attacks are almost exclusively, in this cop's experience, black. The New York Police Department compiles the most extensive data on hate crimes in the country. These uh, These data confirm the Oakland officer's observation. A black New Yorker is over six times as likely to commit a hate crime against an Asian as a white New Yorker, according to the New York Police Department data. In 2020, blacks made up 50% of all suspects in anti-Asian attacks in New York City, even though blacks are 24% of the city's population. Whites made up 10% of all suspects in anti-Asian attacks in 2020 in New York City, but account for 32% of the city's population. If we include black Hispanics in the black category, blacks account for 60% of all anti-Asian attacks in 2020. This is the source article for the reports that the author was using. I will make this available in the description of the video as well.
0: After months of brutal attacks during the COVID-19 pandemic, We
6: never know when we're at the wrong place at the wrong time.
0: and xenophobic messages against Asian American people that culminated in this deadly shooting in Atlanta, a study released this year spotlights that hate against Asian American people has been happening for years. The study is called Hate Crimes Against Asians. The report looks at numbers from the US Census and the National Incident-Based Reporting System between 1992 and 2014. It compared hate crimes against Asian Americans to hate crimes against African Americans and Hispanic people. After crunching the data, researchers found victims in all three groups tend to share similar demographics, with hate crimes mostly targeting young men between 18 and 34 who live near where they were attacked. And the analysis also revealed some differences. According to the study, Asian Americans have a higher risk of being attacked by strangers, are less likely to be assaulted in their homes, and are more likely to be targeted at school. It also found Asian Americans have a higher chance at being victimized by non-white offenders compared to Black and Hispanic people.
1: Here's a peer-reviewed journal article on this topic titled, Hate Crimes Against Asian Americans. Here's an excerpt from that article, Asian Americans also have relatively higher chance to be victimized by non-white offenders, 25.5% versus 1% for African Americans and 18.9% for Hispanics. I don't know exactly which demographic Mr. Dyson believes is doing this, but the statistics would say that his rhetoric on the issue is inaccurate. Not surprising. So I want you guys to be very conscious of the fact that somebody is going out of their way to be sure that any rhetoric or dialogue about anything race related always has to be dialed back to being white people's fault somehow, and that generalizations about entire groups of people are unacceptable unless they're white people, and violence against any groups of people when motivated by race is apparently unacceptable unless it's against white people. The inevitable reaction to this is, as I said earlier, is that it only creates more racism. This tribal instinct that we have in the back of our heads essentially to defend our group if we feel our group is being attacked is what is created by the way that these activists go about doing things. It is completely counterproductive and it literally creates the opposite effect. It is my view, and I haven't actually had a chance to really review any statistics, that racism as a problem has only gotten consistently worse. I will say that all of the racists that I speak to have said that these situations have done a great deal for their recruiting. So bear all of this in mind and consider for for a moment that the entire notion that black people can't be racist is completely asinine and that, suggesting that they can't is just basically giving them permission to be exactly the kind of people that are going to in turn create more racism as a response. Thanks for listening.